0: there is none holy like you lord for there is none beside you there is no rock like our god hallelujah good morning it is tuesday the 9th of august 2022 you are tuning to good day here on christocentric station the kingdom promoter we are broadcasting live from accra ghana I am Esenam Tete. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to today's show. From Branch to Lunch, I am going to be serving you good word, good music, and intercession for your edification and upliftment. As you may know by now, here at Christocentric Station, our month of August has been declared the month of obedience. our theme scripture verse is deuteronomy 28 verse 1. the nkjb says now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the lord your god to observe carefully all his commandments which i command you today that the lord your god will set you high above all nations of the earth It's been our prayer that our Heavenly Father will give us hearts that are obedient to Him. In Jesus' name, Amen. Trust you're doing well this morning. On the show today, we're going to continue our obedience portion And today we'll be looking at recognizing authority. Whenever you speak about obedience, that which comes to mind primarily is authority. Nobody can demand obedience of you if they do not have authority over you. And the fact that they are demanding and talking about obedience that there is a chance a possibility of you disobeying why would you disobey if someone does have authority over you why would you go against their commandments why would you go against their instructions why do we go against the instructions of God what brought about this system of disobedience that we have welcomed within our members That makes us go against the commands, the rules, the word of God without batting an eyelid. That's what we're going to be looking at today for our obedience portion, which is going to be in the second half of the show. In this half, I'm going to be doing the recap from the last obedience portion. And then I'm going to be serving the the scriptures for today's content. Of course, I'm serving all of this with some good music which I would like to get into now. Kickstarting this morning is Pastor Nathaniel Bassi's Adonai. You stay tuned. I will be right back.
1: to Crystal Centric Station.
2: You
0: are the covenant keeping God, promise keeper, Yahweh, Yahweh. Akoshi with Yahweh, the covenant keeping God. Before that, you heard Pastor Nathaniel Bassi with Adonai playing here on Good Day on Christocentric Station, the Kingdom Promoter. It is now time for recap. Last time we did the obedience portion as part of the definitions. We looked at why God would demand obedience from the people, the children of Israel. And we established that for someone to demand obedience of you or from you, it means they have authority over you. So we basically looked at how God came to have authority over the people. And we saw in Deuteronomy chapter 26 from verse 1 to 10, where he had given these rules, these commandments to Moses to be given to the people. And as part of these commandments, they were to bring their first fruit. he said that when they did bring the first fruit to the temple to the priest there was something they were supposed to say it says that when the priest takes the basket of them and set it down before the altar of the lord then you shall answer and say before the lord your god My father was a Syrian about to perish. He went down to Egypt and dwelt there. Few in number, and there he became a nation, great, mighty, and populous. The Egyptian mistreated us, afflicted us, and laid hard bondage on us. Then we cried out to the Lord God of our fathers. And the Lord heard our voice and looked on our affliction and our labor and our oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm, with great terror and with signs and wonders. He has brought us to this place. And has given us this land a land flowing with milk and honey and now behold i have brought the first fruit of the land which you o lord has given me so here basically they stated how the lord came to have authority over them why he has the right to instruct them to command them to obey that which he commands them to do This, whether it is a prayer or it is a declaration, whatever you want to call it, is an affirmation of God's legitimacy to rule over these people. But this is the reason why they were to submit to the authority of God. And we said that in the wisdom of God, by the time you recite this a few times, to sink in because they had come from a different rulership they were under a certain government they've been taken from underneath that and now they have a new ruler and it would take some time for all of this to settle in so that they will begin to do things the way that this new ruler would have them do it and so this was important and we also looked at Deuteronomy 27 9 to 10 where Moses the priest and the Levi spoke to all Israel, saying, Take heed and listen, O Israel. This day you have become the people of the Lord your God. He became their God. He became the authority. He became the one to rule over them by buying them, by purchasing them, by delivering them from the hand of he who had them before he went for them and i talked about how scripture says in the new testament jesus speaking and he said in the parable that when a strong man has his house or his property heavily guarded it would take a stronger man to be able to break in and empty his house he jesus god By the power of the Holy Spirit represents that stronger man who comes in and delivers us out of bondage, and then we become His own. Now He assumes authority over us. When we were in bondage, we were under the strong man who exercised this authority over us. Then the stronger man came for us. Now we belong to Him. His authority must be felt his authority in our lives must be submitted to we know that the the old is the shadow of the new to come i've just told you about the new so israel representing the old god showing up in egypt working miracles by the hand of Moses and Aaron, delivered Israel out of bondage, out of captivity from under the rule of Pharaoh. So in Deuteronomy, he's saying to them, I need you to say this when you bring this, because one of the ways you establish authority is by rule, is by giving commands, rules for whoever is under you, your subordinates to obey that's one of the ways you establish authority and to help them not to be rebellious not to be disobedient he's saying remind yourselves say why you have brought the first fruit and if you would continue to say why you have brought it soon it will become a part of you you will become conscious of the fact that yahweh the i am that i am the lord god who calls us his people he indeed is our god
1: Lord of lords, mighty one, how great you are, bread of life, living word, there is none like you, king of kings, lord of lords, mighty one, how great you are, bread of life, Living word, there is none like you, there is none like. The centric station.
2: Oh, you're an
1: awesome cat. Oh, you're a faithful. Splendors beyond your description. Yeah. You're the mighty God. You are You're
3: enough.
0: Featuring Calvis Hammond doing awesome, God. Before that, you had or Ortins, a mighty God, and there was Calvis Hammond's a man like you playing here on Good Day on Christocentric Station, the Kingdom Promoter. For our obedience portion today. We'll be looking at recognizing authority, recognizing authority, an authority you do not recognize, you will not obey. To help with our studies today, I'm going to be using the following scripture verses. Romans chapter 1 verse 5, it says that through him we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. And then there's Exodus chapter 5 is 1 to 2. It says afterward Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh that says the Lord God of Israel let my people go that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, nor will I let Israel go. Also featuring Mark chapter 11, verse 15 to 17, and then verse 27 to 28. So they came to Jerusalem, then Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold dubs. And he would not allow anyone to carry wares through the temple. Then he taught, saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations? But you have made it a den of thieves. Then they came again to Jerusalem. And as he was walking in the temple, the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders came to him. And they said to him, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority to do these things? I'll also be using Acts chapter 9, verse 3 to 9. KJV, and he journeyed he came to Damascus and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him Saul Saul why are you persecuting me and he said who are you Lord then the Lord said I am Jesus whom you are persecuting It is hard for you to kick against the goats. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. And the man who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand that brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 15. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. Isaiah chapter 14 verse 12 to 15 Also NKJV How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground. You were weakened. You who weakened the nations you have said in your heart I will ascend into heaven I will exalt my throne above the stars of God I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the further side of the north I will ascend above the heights of the cloud I will be like the Most High yet you have been brought down to Sheol to the lowest depths of the pit Romans chapter 6, verse 16. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, ye are that one slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness. Ephesians 2:1 to 2. And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sin in which you once walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air the spirit who now works in the sands of disobedience the word of the lord so these are the scripture verses i'm going to be using for today's obedience portion which will be in a bit it's gone 10:53. we're going to go to the top of the hour for the testimony on the hour and i will save you the obedience portion on my return taking us to the top of the hour as release your power stay tuned i will be right back
1: your presence for Let Let your presence Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's call on the name of Jesus tonight. We cry. Come on, lift
3: your voice tonight. Let's call them tonight. Let it fall. And let your presence fall. Power tonight let your presence let it fall like rain tonight release your body, your healing power your delivering power your saving power release your let your, your, your presence somebody give it glory. Let your power let your presence, fall. Oh, let your presence fall. We need a touch from you
1: we need a word from You're you. are listening to Christocentric Station, the Kingdom Promoter.
4: the files of Unshackled, Pacific Garden Mission presents Free Indeed. I grew up in a Jewish home in New York City. When I was 10, I began working in my dad's restaurant. He was teaching me the trade, but I didn't like it. After my bar mitzvah, I was considered a man, so I no longer had to work there. I was a teen in the 60s when moral values all declined. I started using drugs and flunked out of college. The Vietnam War was raging and I was sent to Southeast Asia. I was eventually injured and sent home, spending months in the hospital. It was hard to endure all the anti-war hate. My parents wanted me to come home, but instead I went to California. I began using drugs and grew my hair and beard long. My drug use increased and my behavior worsened. My younger brother came to live with me in San Francisco. Many of my friends avoided me because of my behavior, One friend named Joan became a Christian. She shared her faith with us and my brother was saved. Then I was saved too because my brother shared the gospel with me. I discovered the God of the Bible through those Christians and he turned my life around. Drugs became a thing of the past. I know that Jesus is the Messiah. I went to Bible college and became the director of a Jewish ministry for Jesus in New York City. Both of my brothers, as well as my mother and grandmother, are now saved. I'm Baruch Goldstein. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. If you would like to be free from the weight of sin by receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, pray with us now. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross and rose again to live forevermore. Thank you for your sacrifice. Save me, Lord. Come into my life and make me your own. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Free Indeed is a production of Pacific Garden Mission. Email unshackled at pgm.org. Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Don't you want
3: to be a part of the kingdom? Don't you want to be a part of the
1: kingdom promoter crystal centric station
0: The Naj and her crew ushering yes. us into the second half of the show with Great Are You Lord. Welcome back. You are listening to Good Day on Christocentric Station, the Kingdom promoter. We are broadcasting live from Accra, Ghana to 72 plus countries around the world, serving you sanctified content 24 7. Thank you for sticking around. Trust the first half was a blessing to you. In this half, I'm going to be serving you the obedience potion. And today we're looking at recognizing authority. I'm going to be serving this with some good music. And when I am done, I will wrap up with intercession. Intercession. As we have established so far you cannot talk about obedience without talking about authority because unless someone has authority over you there would be no reason to obey them. So when you look at authority if you look at the English word by itself authority It would talk about someone who has experience, someone who has knowledge, someone who has superior abilities in a certain field. And it also talks about the power or the right to give orders. The power or right to give orders, make decisions, and enforce obedience. So if you listened in the first half, you would have heard me say that one of the ways you establish authority is by giving rules, commands so that your subjects get to obey that is what keeps them in check that is what keeps them in line doing what you would have them do so just looking at the word as a language a vocabulary in the english language that's what you get right Either way, the person with authority is in a superior position. Now, talking about superiority is not necessarily by the person being better than you, no. It is usually by position. nobody can have authority over you unless you have given it to them. So you would remember again that in Deuteronomy, God said to the people, When you bring your first fruit, this is what you say to the priest. That our forefathers were in Egypt. They were suffering and God came and delivered us. We cried out to him. We invited him into the situation. He came and he took us from under that situation. We gave him authority over us. This is the reason I have come to present my first fruit. God cannot demand authority, demand obedience when you haven't given him the authority to rule over you. And so through our scripture, he will address his people he will address the people that he knows he has authority over. And so Jesus comes. He came for the whole world. For God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And yet not the whole world recognizes this. So not everybody is saved. The billions of people that walk the face of this earth are not all saved because not all recognize this those of us who have recognized what god has done through his son have come under his rulership so scripture tells us that we've been delivered from the power of darkness Now we're under the power or we've been delivered into the kingdom of his dear son. You're no longer under the dominion of Satan or sin, but you're under the dominion of the grace of God, scripture says. How did that happen? You brought yourself under that. Now you can also be forced into or you can be forced to come under somebody's authority which you wouldn't necessarily choose to be under. That's another case altogether, because when it comes to scriptures and it comes to God, we are under his authority because we wanted to be there because he's given us free will. If we don't want to be under his authority, we're not forced to be under his authority. But there are consequences because he's the maker of all things. He's the maker of this world. He made every soul and therefore we must all give account. So you take your position. You decide on which side of the divide you want to be on and then you face the consequences. If you have put yourself under a certain authority but for some reason decide that I'm not going to recognize this authority, you're not going to obey it, you're going to live in rebellion to this authority. For someone to have authority over you means that they can cause that authority to work for you or against you and so they can choose to exercise that authority against you. Scripture says in Exodus 5, 1-2. Moses and Aaron goes to Pharaoh and says, That says the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh responds is, Who is the Lord? That I should obey his voice to let Israel go. I do not know the Lord, nor will I let Israel go. This Pharaoh has no idea how israel came to be he didn't recognize joseph even if he did joseph was a slave he was sold into egypt as a slave he came out of prison to ascend the throne so if all of that privilege was taken away the privileges were taken away and they were to reverse everything back to the beginning pharaoh or the land of egypt would still own joseph And so for you to come and say, let my people go. Who are you? Why should I listen to you? As far as I know, you have no authority over me. Pharaoh was right in questioning. Who is the Lord God? He is not my God as far as I know. I don't have to obey him. Israel is mine. Joseph was the one who came here he was sold into Egypt his father and his brothers came scripture says 75 of them joined him there and from out of that 76 people in total you have this multitude of people who had grown so much that now their rulers were terrified of them then you come and tell him to let his workforce go. Who is the Lord? I don't have to listen to him. He hadn't given the Lord God any authority over him. He hadn't given him any right to rule over him. He didn't know that this Lord God was the Lord God over all the earth and the God of all kings. He didn't know that. And so then, if God, knowing that he is God and he has authority, it was left to him to prove his authority. And so he did. So Deuteronomy 26, eight says that, So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand, with an outstretched arm, with great terror, with signs and with wonders. That was how he proved his authority. We know that story in Exodus, how God brought out his people from underneath the oppression and rulership of Pharaoh. So then obedience only comes about when the subject recognizes the authority. When God enforced his authority in Egypt, Pharaoh and his people recognized that there is a God who is above all gods. There is a God who rules over all kings and over all kingdoms. They had no choice but to let the people go they had no choice but to recognize that authority and come underneath it so here i dare say to you you cannot live a life of obedience to god if you do not recognize his authority in and over your life it sounds very simple It is that simple. If you do not recognize his authority over your life, you will not consistently live a life of obedience. If you think that I have given him a portion of my life and that's the only place he has right to rule in, then that would be the only portion of your life you would continually submit to him. Unless you recognize him as Lord Master God over all of you you will not submit yourself to obey God as he would have you Mark 11, 15, 17 So they came to Jerusalem then they went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves 28 and as he was walking in the temple the chief priests the scribes and the elders came to him and they said to him by what authority are you doing these things and who gave you this authority to do these things questioning the legitimacy of Jesus's authority who gave you the right to show up here throw your weight about and do what you're doing basically that's what they're saying to him because as far as they know they are the ones who have been put in charge they are the teachers of the law the laws of Moses have been committed into their hands they have okayed it that the people could come into the temple and sell and do whatever it was they were selling it was before the the feast this is where people came and bought whatever they needed for their sacrifice for their offerings they said it was okay who are you now showing up saying my house shall be called a house of prayer not a den of thieves are going to show up and not submit to our authority then it means that you have a certain higher authority over us we would like to know jesus who gave you this authority why are you doing the things that you are doing why should we obey you tell us now or you must face some consequences This is not extraordinary in any sense. This is something that God has wired into every single one of us. Because if this wasn't present, this fight, this desire to have they that have authority over us, prove the authority, if this wasn't there, It would be very easy for all of us to be under bondage, going along with everything and anything. So it's not necessarily wrong. But if you know that it is there and it is part of your nature, then you will consciously make sure that when you have submitted yourself under a certain authority, you bring yourself to a place where you can obey that authority. If not, if you don't settle that within you, it will be very difficult for you to obey. And so if you've been wondering, why do I keep continually disobeying the word of God? This might just be your answer.
1: Nobody greater Nobody greater Jesus Nobody,
3: nobody greater than you Searched all over Searched all over Couldn't find no Couldn't find nobody. Couldn't find nobody. nobody. <laughs> I looked high and low Still couldn't find no Nobody, nobody great
1: Nobody greater. Nobody greater
3: than you. Come on, lift those hands
1: for real in here. Come on.
3: Nobody
1: greater. Nobody greater, Jesus.
3: Nobody greater than
1: you. Nobody greater. Nobody greater. Nobody greater.
3: Nobody greater
1: than you. Now lift those hands, singers. And let's just give them the glory. Nobody greater. Nobody greater. Couldn't
3: find nobody. Nobody greater. nobody greater than you. Nobody greater than
1: you. I dare you lift your hands and say that with us tonight. Come on. Nobody greater. Nobody greater. Nobody greater.
3: Nobody greater. Nobody greater, nobody greater than you. Nobody Nobody greater than you, God. Nobody greater than you, God. I'm
0: It is indeed the greatest in heaven, on earth, under the earth, wherever there is life, there isn't anyone greater than he is. For Sean Mitchell, nobody greater. Before that, you had Luli baby, doing a medley of We Bow Down, Great and Mighty. Tras, that was a blessing to you for our obedience portion today. We're looking at recognizing authority. And before the music break, we said that if you do not recognize the authority of God in your life, in all of your life, you will live in constant disobedience to him in one area or the other. It is when you recognize his lordship, his authority over your life, the fact that you belong to him. Jesus going to the cross, his blood being shed to purchase us, did not purchase a part of us. He purchased all of us, making him Lord and master over all of us. Making him our owner. He paid the full price. You do not belong to yourself. You belong to him. If you would recognize this and allow this to really sink in, it would be difficult to disobey him. It won't be that easy for you to keep disobeying him. When it comes to submitting to authority and being in obedience, the subject have got to recognize their place in that relationship. You need to recognize your place. You need to recognize the place of the authority that has been set over you. That you have allowed to rule over you. If you don't correctly assess and recognize your place and their place, it would be very difficult for you. If you have decided to give someone authority over you, and yet in your mind you think you're better than them, Uh, You think, well, God, I get it, you're God, but uh, I also have free will and I, I would rather exercise my free will. You gave that up when you brought yourself under his authority. Now you allow him to rule and yours is to submit. If you don't recognize your place, you will not obey you only obey when you recognize your place and you recognize their place i know it sounds that simple and it is if we don't do this consciously we will not live lives of obedience unto him you have to consciously recognize Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 to 2 tells us and you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sin. So this is the life you used to live. This used to be your programming okay, in which you once walked according to the course of this world. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to come back and do verse 2 later. So in verse 1, it's saying this used to be your state. This is how you used to live your life. This is how your soul has been programmed to do life. This is how you do life. That's all you know. Now, when you change that and you have a new government move in, you have a new authority set over you, a new ruler comes in, you have got to now submit to their way of doing things. So, it's the reason we are required to believe with our heart, confess with our mouth, The Lordship of Jesus. If you do not believe it, you confess it, you've just paid lip service, and you're going to say you are a Christian and not live like one. You have got to believe in your heart that yes, He really did come to die for me, He shed His blood for me, He's delivered me from the kingdom of darkness. Now I belong to Him. Make that confession. And scripture says that he gives you life then, and you are able to live for him. You cannot just say, Oh, I'm a Christian. Uh, I know that he came to die for me, uh, but I think I still have free will and I can do whatever I choose. You gave that up. Remember, nobody can have authority over you unless you have given them authority. Once you give them that authority, you have given up your free will. You have said basically that you can come and rule over me and I will obey you. Unless of course this is to do with a particular area, is specific to a, something that you have clearly, the two parties have clearly identified, then they have... General oversight over you, like God, like our parents, for instance, they have general oversight. We didn't choose that, God chose that for us. But if it is a job or something else, usually they have authority in one area. That's when you come under them, as far as it pertains to the organization and whatever job you're doing for them, they have authority. They don't have general oversight over your life. You, you don't give all of your life, submit all of your life to your boss. But whatever aspect, you have given over. They have authority in. You don't go fighting them anymore. Over, But you've given your authority to that individual. We have said we've come and we believe Christ Jesus did this for us. And we've given him the right to rule recognize that stay with that otherwise you will have you will force the authority to put you in your place and that is exactly what happened to satan Isaiah 14 12 to 15 how you are fallen from heaven o lucifer to that used to be his abode son of the morning how you are cut down to the ground you who weakened the nations but you have said in your heart I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation, on the further side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the cloud and I will be like the Most High. There is only one Most High. Satan, you cannot be like the Most High. It says, yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depth of the pit. Satan decided that he didn't want to recognize God's authority anymore. And because he made that decision in his heart, because he no longer recognized God's place and his place, and he thought that he could take God's place, God had to exercise his authority over him. And as I keep saying, God has set systems in place. So he had a system in place and it wasn't God who even bothered to deal with Satan. Because he is not, he, Satan, is not on God's level in any way. It was his fellow angels who dealt with him. Michael and his team were the ones who threw Lucifer down because he dared rise up against God's authority. Verse 2 of Ephesians 2 says, According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sands of disobedience. So Satan has those who work with him, his spirit is in them, working in them, working through them to continue to disobey God because he still refuses to acknowledge God's rightful place. He knows there is God. He knows God is God over all, but he's refused to let God be God over him. He doesn't have it in him at any point to change his mind and go back and say, God, I recognize you as my God. And so God's authority would have to continue to work against him. But he doesn't want that alone. So he has this spirit of disobedience working in others also who do not recognize God as God and master over them. Now you who have come to receive him, recognize him as God, You don't wanna be like one of these. You cannot have your foot in the kingdom, one in the kingdom and one out of the kingdom. Where you decide, I will pick and choose where I will obey. And where I don't feel like I should be obeying, then I would like to exercise my free will, please. It's not a democracy. That option is not available to you. Give God his rightful place in your life. If he is your God, then serve him completely.
2: his voice, trembles at his voice, how great
0: Time for intercession. To be obedient, to fully submit to the authorities that are set over us, takes a lot on our part. There isn't an, an obedience, that relationship cannot continue, it will not flourish, it will not be that which it is meant to be unless the subject does what they are supposed to do. God is only responsible for what you have given him authority over. If you haven't given God authority over every area of your life, you cannot hold him responsible for every area of your life. What you have assumed authority over, you are responsible for. So obeying God fully, living for him fully... Does us more good than we deserve, honestly. And so living in rebelliousness, in constant disobedience to His word, is hurting us. So we must all come to the place where we make a conscious decision to allow God a total rulership over every area of our lives. So we're going to pray and ask God to help us. Sometimes we think we're fully submitted, but we're not. Ask yourself, are you living a surrendered life? Are you truly living a surrendered life? Can God lay claim on any area of your life or anything you say you own at any time? Will he get it? Will you release it to him? Can he send you anywhere anytime? Would you go? have got to sit and ask yourself certain questions who is boss in this life is it me or is it god whose voice am i constantly listening to father we thank you for the time that we've had in your presence this morning sitting at your feet thank you for the tutelage of the holy spirit lord we thank you for your patience and your love and we thank you for how you continue to give us understanding to help us to do that which you respect from us and so father we pray and we ask that you have mercy on us and forgive us for where we haven't lived lives that are submitted to you doing whatever we please whenever we please ask Lord that you would even open our eyes to the various areas in our lives that are not submitted to you and help us to fully surrender to live lives that are pleasing to you we thank you that you are in control that you are Lord and that whatever we submit to you you take full responsibility over and because you are the one who rules over that area and you are the final authority, the supreme authority. Nothing can come and challenge your authority in our lives. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so very much for doing the listening. I am out of time. I trust today's obedience portion and the show in general has been a blessing to you. Continue to keep your dials locked right here for more sanctified content. Coming up is crystal-centric jazz right after good day, then followed by fresh tunes and favorite tunes. And then there will be supernatural. And after that is the gospel drive online. And the knowledge series continues today with Prophet Gilbert say, You want to tune in from about 1600-1630 and you will hear his voice with some powerful expositions on the Word of God. As it's going up to the afternoon and I take my leave of you do remember, as long as the earth remains, seed time harvest shall not cease so no matter what's going on with you today still put your best seed in the ground for a harvest i shall not cease for god our heavenly father it is faithful to give you the harvest i am s and again thank you so very much for your company have a good day
5: desperation. I'll seek heaven and pray this for you. I pray for your
3: healing. The circumstances You're listening to crystal Station, the Kingdom Promoter.